podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. People say treat yourself like you need a reason, but McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee, get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Back forward, there's no match this week, so there's no agenda. Um, it's all about you, you can do what you want, you can ask what you want, and we'll all answer. Um, with me, you can see on screen we have Marty, the cap is back. Um, due to popular demand, he says, I don't know how popular that is, it was probably just with telling him to wear it. Uh, Matt has survived a bank holiday weekend in Dubai. Um, he looks like somebody out of the usual suspects, but he's he's here and He's great. And Grizz has mastered how to plug a set of earphones into the side of an iPad, which, look, it's a major step in his development. Um, yeah, so there's no um, <laughs> there's no so-called set agenda this week. We're just going to go with comments that you have, um, views you have. We'd answer them. We'd, we'd go there and we'd see how we get on. Uh, Grizz, you put out a tweet yesterday, and the tweet was uh, basically telling people we had no agenda and... We had no match and it's fucking depressing and we all have to talk about friendly rugby internationals and the Nations League and it's, it's horrible. I'm not, I'm not talking about no internationals. So, uh, so no if you've got, if you, if anyone asks the international question, can you just pass? Yeah, I'll, I'll pass you and I'll pass Matt and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll Matt watches Marty. internationals actually. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Matt was cross eyed for most of the weekend, so I don't think he was. Uh, right, Grace, first one, I'll come to you first because you asked the question on Twitter. And the first one is about Manny and, no, sorry, it's not. It's about Bobby and it's about Salah. Um, Salah as the nine, Bobby as the ten. We've seen this happen a couple of times in the season, particularly for Mino dropping mm. deeper. What do you make of it? Is it, is it something you like to see going forward or is it just something that we're trying to use every now and then and it won't be a regular thing? I think it will be, Kev. I, I can see this being a regular thing. Do you know that? I actually think this could be... I mean, I was thinking about it, believe it or not, and I was thinking this is the only formation where you can sort of fit Shakiri as well as the other three in. And it's still got a resemblance of defensive shape to it as well. Because you get the two number sixes in, don't you, this way? And then you get Bobby, who's a workhorse anyway, as the third midfielder almost. And Shakiri comes into Salah's position and Salah goes up top. I do think, I do think, obviously, I do think we are more flexible. So it is true, Klopp can, can pull out any formation anytime. But I think, I think going into the next set of fixtures, like seven, eight fixtures, I think we'll see a lot more of Salah through the middle as the nine. And Bobby dropping in to play his original position because at Hoffenheim, you know, where we scouted him, he was playing uh, very much as a number 10. <clears throat> and um, the stats prove again 
again, the, the stats prove that we are scoring more and creating more when he's in that position. So I can definitely see it long term. Okay, Marty, for you, is it something that's long term? Is it something that Salah wants that he wants to play more centrally? And is it something there where we're trying to facilitate him or Firmino? Because for me, I wouldn't have Salah through the middle. I'll always have Firmino there playing in a certain way. But for you, is it something you see going forward? Uh, yeah, I, I agree with what Chris said. It seems to be to facilitate Shakiri more than anything. It's to, to move that around. I mean, there's one thing you've learned from the front three and when you add Ox, Coutinho, front four, is that they don't... On paper, before the game, when you look at the formation, yeah, you'd have Bobby 10, Shakiri on the right, Mane left, Salah central, but they interchange through the game anyway. So one minute you'll have Bobby in a 10, then he'll make a run in behind it, and one of them will drop into the 10. And so it, they never actually stay there. They, they interchange a lot, but... More than likely, I mean, it seems to be, you know, seems to be working to a certain extent at the moment. He'll probably change it some when, you know, as and when, whatever game pops up. So, but yeah, it, it seems like it's there to stay. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ma, for you, is there something going forward or is it just where we're trying to change things? It's, I'm looking at it thinking we're trying to change it for different opposition. And mm. trying to, trying to, you know, surprise them a little bit with the way we set up because they know what, they nearly know more or less what three or four we're going with up top. It's just a way of trying to confuse them just that little bit. No, I, I don't agree with that. I don't think it's to do with the opposition. I think it's to do with who we've got available in our team or who we want in the midfield. <clears throat> I think the midfield dictates how the, the front three set up. But saying that, I mean, I, I, I agree with Marty. Uh, this is not something new. We, we've been, they've been fluid for last, uh, all last season and for this season as well. Uh, <clears throat> Salah sitting in that position up top is pretty much how he got so many goals last season. So it, we, we've seen it. It just hasn't been highlighted as, as much, I don't think. No, I don't think we've seen it as much. I don't, I wouldn't, yeah, agree, I wouldn't agree that Salah's played <laughs> quite a bit through the middle. He was majority you cutting <clears throat> off from the right. We definitely haven't seen Bobby drop as deeper as he has. No, that's that I agree with. Mm, so that's the, that's the main change. Um, we had Phil filling in there. Yeah, when Phil, Phil played there, then they were very fluid. When Phil was our number ten, then they were very fluid. But it, it's a different. It's a different. Phil plays the number ten very differently from Bobby. You know, obviously that's a bit obvious. <laughs> but Bobby is a much more of a workhorse where where Klopp would feel that. Uh, you know, the defensive side wouldn't be undermined as much as Phil playing there. So I think Klopp likes that kind of shit. So that's why I think it's more, more sort of, you know, I think it will be used far more than it was when Phil was there. Okay. I'm going to move on. Uh, Matt, Matt, I'm going to come to you first on this one. Uh, Rob Mulholland asks, how long can a winning streak go while we're playing in a lower gear? What if we don't click into a higher gear to blow teams away and have them fear us again? I know where he's coming from um, there. Do teams, the, the fear factor start to drain if we don't click up again? Yeah, it's fair enough. I, you know what? I, I, I mentioned this the other week. I'm more confident going into games now than I was last season when we were blowing teams away because this may be our gear, but this gear is just a very, very good systematic approach to the game where we are just so confident and we'll just, we won't concede and we'll score more. And, and, and that's where we are at the moment. So, even if we don't step up and start pounding a few teams, which, to be fair, if you look at some of the uh, games we've had, some teams have deserved to pound and We've had some some high amounts of shots um, and, and not many conceded. But even if we don't, I'm more confident now that we can just steamroll through this 
through this next set of fixtures especially yeah the next set of fixtures we talked about last week it looks fairly not easy but they're definitely all winnable games and, and they wouldn't be as tough as to say the last six marty for you do we need is there a case of you know if we not standing still but if we continue with this way of playing which is look has got what how many points has it got us 20 30 points sorry um it's not doing us too bad but do you think if we continue with this teams won't fear us as much as they did say six eight games ago um yeah you should fear a team that's just second in the league you've only conceded five goals and haven't been beaten yet when you've played you know was it three or four out of the top six you know you should fear them um I think Matt made a very good point. Um, it's more to do... It's not that we're not playing at the same level we did last season. I think our finishing's just been a little bit off. You know, there's been a couple of games this season that we've won one or two nil that we perhaps on another day would have won three, four, maybe five. Um, you know, you think about Huddersfield away, we weren't at our electric best and we still could have had three comfortably. Um, you think about some of the other games as well. But we've had seasons. You know, you think about 13-14 under Rodgers last season... Even, you know, 1560, uh, sorry, 1617 under Klopp's first full season where we've had this full on football, you know, full on attacking football and we haven't won anything. You know, we haven't won anything. It looks good, but you speak to any of the people that have actually won titles, it's all about the clean sheets. So for me, if someone had said to me at the beginning of the season, you have to give up some of your attacking football to be, have one of the best defensive records in the league. I'd have taken every day of the week. You can't, you're not going to win 6 0 every single weekend. Yeah. You know, we need to, we've now developed an attitude where if we don't win the game, we now aren't losing the game, which is something that we weren't doing before. Yeah, Grizz, um, Marty says there that we have to take a little bit away from our attacking in order to balance it up at the back. Um, Ian made a comment last week uh, uh, with regards to, you know, for all the attacking brilliance that we had last season, many trophies did we win? Are we just finding a balance here that support, you know, us as supporters need to just, you know, not get on board with, but just just be being relaxed, relaxed that you know outlook about it. We need to. This is just how we are now. We're, we're giving away a little bit attacking wise, but the the benefits defensively is helping us overall. Well, I don't. I don't think we are. I don't think we're giving anything attacking wise in terms of our number of attacks, in terms of how we attack in numbers, uh, a number of attacks. Uh, I think it's just as Marty says. I just think the finishing uh, is not quite there yet. But all stats that we've sort of gone through the last couple of weeks have shown that we're on the same numbers or similar numbers from last year. I actually think people will fear us far more this season. Because how many times were we 2-0 up last season and the commentators always used to say, well, we know other teams think if we can get a goal back here against Liverpool, there's a chance they'd crumble. Well, now teams are going into games thinking if they score, it's near enough over. So we're, we're creating, so we've got the same attack, but yet we've, in fact, we've enhanced the attack, some could say, with Shakiri. Uh, the, 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 the influence of Shakiri coming into three recent, six, recent weeks, but we've also doubly enhanced our defensive powers and strengths. So I think teams will fear us far more going into the latter part of the season, knowing that whereas last year or the year before, if they took a lead against us, if Liverpool took a lead, there's always a chance of getting Liverpool back. Just bide your time, bide your time, and they'll always, you know, fuck up or give you chances. Well, we've cut that out, and so I think we're far, far more dangerous outfit, outfit once um, our front boys start clicking, which will be um, 
next week, I reckon, at it, Watford, yeah, when I'm there. Yeah, it's... um. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think defensively, you know, we we've stepped it up a level or two probably, and the attacking the attacking stuff can always come, um, and if it if it does, it makes us a, a different animal altogether, and it's it's frightening to think what it'd be like if we if we actually start playing like attacking wise like we did last season while being defensively this sound. Ma, um, Kevin Sullivan, just moving on from that and probably a little tangent into it. Does these Champions League games coming up define our season because? It looks like we could finish if we don't sort ourselves out in these next two games in the Champions League. It could be towards United football in Europa League, and that could put. Although it's it's still the same amount of games from here to the end of the season, it just puts a different slant on the way we're playing. Do you think that could affect us in a big way? Ah, uh, you don't want to be Thursday Sunday. You don't want to be doing that. Uh, if we go out Champions League, I'd want to just be out. <laughs> that would be the best. But. Uh, the best outcome for us but no I mean I, I think we get through the Champions League I don't think it defines our season though because um, we're going to win the league so it doesn't matter about the Champions League this year uh, we're winning the league so we'll have that that'll be Klopp's first trophy for us okay. but yeah we want to keep away from them Thursdays OK um, Grizz do you agree with me? Um, we under no circumstances do we want to drop into the Europa League because it makes the season a hell of a lot more difficult it does, doesn't it? Uh, um, even though you know, it doesn't make doesn't make that much of a difference in terms of days. You know, you play Thursdays and Sundays, where opposed to you played Wednesdays and Saturdays. So mentally, I think it's fatiguing. It, it really sort of you know, it just it just drags the sort of fan base, possibly the players down, maybe mentally, physically. I don't think there's much difference in terms of the gaps between. Uh, the hours, you know, days between the games. But look, I, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think we. I don't think we'd go full pelt at the Europa. Do you, do you reckon, Matt? I think if you went to Europa, do you think he'd pick uh, his, his best teams on the Thursday? I don't think he would. I think you maybe a chance to be. I think he'd treat it like one of the cups. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. He, mm. he does. He tends to like it. Uh, the Europa Euro, League. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, it, yeah I, the Europa League in, in England, I think, is looked down upon. But in Europe, I think we still like it. Um, he's. I mean, all we could go off is his previous evidence, and he went for it then, and he played full team then. Mm, but yeah, I think but it's I think, different. I think I'm it might be. Different. It might be. Yeah, it might be different if if we if we go into the new, if going for the title. Yeah, and that whisper that Grizz has is stuck in his throat. He's in an awful state there. Um, but you know, if we go into January and, and we're in, in a title challenge rather than going back a couple of years there where we are hovering around. Yeah, fourth, fifth, sixth. It's a different. It's a different thing. Altogether. It was different then. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Marty, um, well, I, st- I still think he wants it. Oh, I think. He, I think. He, well, for me, he probably would. But I'd love to see him just picking a load of Cordis Jones and his mates on a Thursday night. That's being honest with you. Um, or, Mar- or Daniel Sturridge's. That uh, no, won't happen. I'll bet you it he won't. Get his ten goals. Um, <laughs> come here, Marty. Uh, the next. I bet you he won't. Yeah, I just said that. Is there an echo? <laughs> Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's Chris's belly. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, um, the tor- the the Thursday night thing is is a horrible thing to think of. So it probably can help define our season if we don't sort out Paris Saint Germain and Napoli in these two next next two Champions League games. I'll put it to you differently, though. Um, are you confident we can do do it in both of these games? Uh, yeah, yeah, we. You know, you know. <laughs> Mike's the biggest shitter in town. I don't, it's, it would be, it won't be easy. It's not going to be easy. Uh, we should have, we shouldn't be in this position, you know. Obviously, that Red Star result was just 
oh, so shit. You know, I'm not even going to try and sugarcoat it. It's, just, it's a really shit result. It's put us in a difficult position. Can we do it? Yeah, absolutely, but it's going to be difficult. Um, I don't want, I agree with Matt. If we go out, I don't want to go Europa. And it's not even to do with the extra day. You look at where you've got to travel to, fucking Carabag and all this nonsense and, and halfway across the world. And it's, no, um, I, I don't want it. If we don't make it through, I'd rather we just go right, league, focus on that, keep the fitness up, get the set, get the, you know, weeks rest in between the game and just completely shut it off. Um, and with regards to how strong the teams they play, um, it wouldn't surprise me if we did end up Thursday night. You know, we did just get some of the youngsters out there. Then if you get further down the line, you start getting to, you know, the quarters of semis, then you look at it and go, you know, it's a good possibility of a trophy, start playing a bit of a stronger team. But personally, I'd rather go Champions League or bust. Okay. Um, Chris, uh, one that came in here is about Sadio Mane and the contract. Me and you had a little... Um, I suppose disagreement on this uh, yesterday. I think it was for you, Grizz. Mane's contract. Uh, I think this is towards season of a five-season deal. So we're we're inside two years of being out of contract, and that's usually around the time where you see contracts being signed. For you, does it still happen? Is there any worry there, or do you think no? This could be the start now of looking elsewhere. You know, you've seen Pulisic and you've seen Dembele and you've seen things like that. Is that just extras to add on to this squad? Or is it part of the money plan for you? I mean, there's a lot of money talk at the moment, isn't there? It's just a, seems to be a lot of negative money talk. And, you know, I just don't see any... I just don't really see any clear evidence to be negative about Mane with his performances. Okay, sorry. You can maybe slightly criticise his performances in terms of he hasn't been at his efficient best in terms of, you know, sort of compared to last year. But but overall, in terms of his contract situation, I, I personally think it's nothing to worry about. I just think people are worried because it came out that the talk started, was it about six months ago, was it? And that's why, because it's, it's in the public eye, everyone's just sort of eager and sort of anxious and sort of every week expecting a deal to be announced and that's. I mean, we know with the Emre situation and so many other situations that these things are done behind closed doors and they take ages. I mean, they can take up to a year to decide on a contract, you know, all parties. I mean, it's not as simple as sort of the old Barry Fry, get the player into your office and say, right, Phil, how much you want? Do you know what I mean? Those days have long gone. There's so many agents involved and sort of intermediaries and sort of, you know, I'm not, I'm not worried. I'm not bothered. Um, uh, I think... I think he will stay. I don't think he will go in the summer. I don't think he's got any plans to go in the summer. Beyond that, I think, you know, ultimately it will depend on sort of where we are as a club and how he feels, you know, and, and you can only go by sort of the current situation and he feels, you know, he feels absolutely happy at the club. He's absolutely comfortable. His mates just joined Naby Keita, you know, he's, he, He's very, you know, he's a very emotional, well, we've seen he's a very emotional player, you know, he's, with his recent sort of um, performance in for his national team. Uh, I think, I think, um, I think Sadio Mane is definitely here for uh, at least that's, that's, that's not me. That's not no. me, mate. Who is that? Is that a ghost phone call? What is that? Who is that? Doesn't matter. It's not your, it's not mine. Is it yours, Matt? I don't have a phone. Is it yours, Marty? What, phone? Yeah. I think so. What's the ghost phone call then? Ghost phone call. 
Goals phone, Carl. I can't even hear a phone. I can't even hear a phone. It's probably money. Give me update, but... But I'm that scared that Octavia is old. But but, but uh, look, overall, 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 if you're going to ask me, am I comfortable with the situation with Mane? I'm absolutely comfortable. It's not unheard of that people have sort of two years left on their contract and they sign a new one at the end. So you know, at the end of the season, you know, uh, we'll see, we'll we know more, I think, and I think it will be a positive. Okay. Yeah, he, he signs for me as well. He signs for Matt as well. See how Matt just got through. No messing. He signs for me. That's it. Matt's finished. Marty, I've got to give context. I know, yeah. But context, yeah. Uh, Ma- uh, Marty, um, does he sign for you? Or have you got no. your doubts? No, I don't think he does. Uh, I don't think he does. I, I'm with uh, you. I think, I think, um, I, I some of the talk, not official, but some of the talk is that all three of the front three were offered the same ish contract. Two assigned, Marnie hasn't. And just the stuff that's coming out through people, you know, like James Pierce and whatnot, the same kind of talk as the club aren't worried. You know, he's still going into his last two years. Something just isn't right. And it, it just, it would be a hell of a coincidence that this what is it, what is it, what is issue right, comes Marty? up. Will you, sh- will you shut up while I'd say my piece? Like, <laughs> I'll tell you what's not right. I'll, I'll tell you what's not right in a minute when Marty's finished. Go on, go on Marty. Yeah, for me, what's not? What do you mean? What's not right with what? No, no, go on. You, just, you just tell me what you think. No, no, no finish all your piece. Gav's going to take your mantle piece afterwards. I'm deal with Matt, uh, Gav afterwards. Go on. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, all right. For me, it's just a coincidence that the staff comes out. You know, the initial rumor came out about the Real Madrid interest with his dad, and everyone kind of shrugged it off and went there, whatever. And then. Like I said, he's just not committing. And when you, you would like to think, you know, the club would offer him a deal that he's going to commit to. He just, I might be completely wrong. I hope I am. I really do hope he signs, but something just doesn't, I don't know. He just, it just doesn't sit right. I don't think he signs. Like I said, I hope he does. I really hope he does, but I just don't think he will. Yeah, I, I hope he signs as well. Like, like any Liverpool fan that doesn't hope he signs a new deal is after a rocker. Um, but I hope he signs as well. But for me, Going back, if you look at Matt's mate, Emre Jan, this was let run and run and run, and there was all sorts of, he was signing, it was okay, he was fucking looking at houses on the world, and he was doing all sorts of stuff, and it never happened. Um, I can't see FSG getting themselves down to a year left on a deal and not selling. Nah. And the thing is, we are now seven months, seven months away. From, yeah. from him being a year left on his contract. I think if Sadio Mane doesn't sign a deal... No, he's got he's two, co- hasn't he? No, no, no. He's, he, this is his third season, am I right? Yeah, yeah so he's, he's got, got two, more, two more after he this. Two. Has he got two? Yeah, no, no, this will be his third. Oh, sorry, right, okay. Some fucking mass on you. Yeah, no, I thought... Count I, to five here. I thought he'd be four years in. No. Hey, Matt, he takes the piss out of my match. <laughs> no, I, I think, I think, I think if it gets down to probably January and definitely the summer, if the deal isn't signed, I don't think he signs. I, and I, I think, think Liverpool will summer, cash in. If he doesn't sign by this summer, he's sold. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you know, it's usually, but he is signing. Yeah, okay, but it's usually somewhere where, you, you know, he's, he's into his third year, so that's where it usually kicks in where they look to extend. And then when it gets around, he'd be, he'd be entering this, you know, he'd be entering with, what, two years left or whatever it is. If he doesn't get it done by the, by the summer, I think Liverpool look to cash him. And no, they, they can't be seen to gamble that sort of asset and, and lose out again like they did with Emery Jean. Because let's be honest, £40 million would have been Emery Jean's price in around that. Gav? Yeah? So I, I agree with you at the end, but I don't agree with you with the overall context of what you're saying, comparing it to the Emery Jean situation. Mm-hmm. The Emery Jean situation was different in terms of he was 
not guaranteed to be a starter. Mane is. Mm. Uh, Emery Chan was a young player, sort of needed to play every week. He had the captain ahead of him and rumours of sort of Naby Keita joining, etc., etc. And his I, and his head was turned by Juve. Uh, Go on, good and, and also it was the last year of his contract. Now, as Matt's very simply pointed out to you, that in the summer there will be two more years remaining. Yeah. Now, I asked you the same question I asked Marty. What aspect of Mane is worrying you lot? Now, if it's on the pitch, that's understandable. But no, on the, pitch, on, on the pitch, on the pitch, I don't think he's been, you know. Let me finish. Let me finish and then you can answer. I thought you asked, right? I thought you so, asked the question. Because that's, that's how it usually goes. All right. You so, ask a question, then so, I try to answer, then you ask another one. No, that's about oh, right. right. I want so, to have a right. So money on the pitch we can criticise in terms of if we don't see the effort being put in or if we can see he's not sort of really involved with the team and whatnot, right? Mm. Off the pitch, there is no indication, no sign of him talking about other clubs, unhappy about, uh, uh, unhappy about his time at Liverpool. Like Emre was flirting with Juve openly, right? And Juve were talking about him openly as well. Mane has come out again and again and said he's very happy. He's also, I can 100% confirm to his friends off the pitch, said I'm totally happy at Liverpool and my intention is to stay here. He's also just sold his the club to his best mate, Naby Keita. Right? You know, he sold I thought he was selling the car on auto trader. I thought you got the inside line on it. Come on. He just, he just, he just, they've just gone summer. He sold the club to his best mate, Nabi, Nabi Keita. Mm-hmm. He's in no way going to sort of just ditch his mate and say, look, yeah, I sold you Liverpool, but you know what? Madrid is more appealing to me. It's not. Madrid is not appealing to him. He's a very, very humble man off the pitch. In terms of contracts, how many times do we hear about sort of players signing contracts, sort of players' contracts renewal two and a half years into their five-year deal. It's just because it's come out and people are panicking, and that's the weight state of Twitter. Yeah, but I, I, think, I think Grizz, I think that the, the the problem is is that if you look at Firmino, probably was was with us, you know, a longer time than Mane, obviously, um, and he signs. Salah's only there a season, and he signs a new one, and it was all about these three being offered a deal. And I don't know whether that was offered to him or whether it was put on the table and it's being put off the table. I don't know. But my only worry is in today's game, like Matt said there, if he gets to the summer, if we if we kick off next season and Sadio Mane hasn't signed the deal, you'd have to be really, really worried about it. Yes, and and and, and that's the point I'm trying to make. Yes, that's the point where you start worrying. To worry now, it's just you know, it's just foolish in my opinion. You're just worried about for nothing. You're just making a worry for yourself. You're right, and as Matt says. Come the start of the season and he hasn't signed that contract, then FSG won't be held to ransom like their way with the Emery Chan situation and will look to sell. But mm. that's how much what, how we get them? Yeah, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of people have asked there, how much would you reckon you get for Mane if, if he was, uh, say, for Emerson sold? Well, go on, let's go around. I don't know. Go on. If it's Real Madrid, I reckon we'll get 90. I would have said 70 to 80 million. Marty? Hey, 80-85. 80-85. Yeah, if we're selling him two years to go on his contract, 80, 80, 90 million. Yeah, okay. Easy. Well, look, hopefully well, it doesn't matter. Hopefully it doesn't matter because he's signing. He's signing. Emre Jean has given him a loan of his pen that he signed with and all is good. Isn't that right, man? 
Yeah. Yeah. Spot okay. On. If um, Mane leaves in the summer, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. If Mane leaves in the summer, I love the dramatic I'll deactivate, pause. I'll deactivate Twitter. If Mane leaves next summer, you will deactivate Twitter. Can, yeah. you, can you not just give me and Steve your account again? Okay. No, 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 I'll do better. I'll give it to Matt. Yes. Yeah. All right, well, that's we... the end. I, I fucking hope they sell them for eight Matt years. Has... <laughs> I hope you can. Listen, lads, uh, on to the, one more. Um, uh, it was a question there earlier, and I've lost a tweet, Twitter handle, but the lad will know who he is. It was about um, Klein and Gomez seem to be sharing this right full, right back Bert at the minute. Um, I think... Partially down to Trent's being a little bit off form. Can't be too harsh in 19, 20 years of age. Gomez has been outstanding as centre-half, but covered well at right-back. But I think most people prefer him in that centre-half position. But with all that happening, uh, Natalian Klein, even though there's been openings for chances for him, let's be honest, um, hasn't really happened for him. Um, does anybody see Nathaniel Klein getting his way back into this, you know, first of all, the 18-man squad and secondly yeah. into the side? Uh, Marty's just saying no, so that's the end of him. Uh, Matt, um, do you see any comeback for Nathaniel Klein or is it a case of this is, squad has just gone beyond them and the style has gone beyond them and it's just very hard for them to claw it back? It depends what day our game is because as you know, Klein, does oh. balloons on a Saturday night. So <laughs> if we play on the Sunday... Oh. He, won't, he won't get in. Yeah. Um, nah, I I think we're past him. I I think he his head's gone out of it. He, he, it I'm guessing there, completely guessing. But for someone to be frozen out like that, who is generally uh, a capable footballer, it, he's not pulling his weight in training for me. That's how I, I'm looking at it. Because mm. uh, he's been absolutely bombed. It's not just like he's having a he's having a go and he, he's off form. He's just been bombed. And, and and that's it. So something else is is going on there for us. I I think also both Gomez and Trent are probably better than him. Yeah. Um, for the system we play. Yeah, exactly. Or just footballers in general. And if you've got to look to the future of the club as well, these two are developing. When it looks like he's on his uh, on his uh, decline. So for the future of the club, it's oh, better like to play them too. Decline. Okay. I like that one. Okay, oh, he's picked up on something there. Oh, I didn't even get onto that. No, no, that's because you're still running tonight, isn't it? Yeah. That whisper's giving him some fucking brain. I tell you, energy. I tell you. <laughs> that family size whisper fucking went down well. Uh, listen, Fuck no, I've still got a wrap up. I didn't have a fucking family size one. It's a normal one before you slandered me. It was a far pack, though. Not for resale and individually. <laughs> 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 uh, Liverpool Chris says he think is, thinks Klein is gone, unfortunately. Uh, at Keegan underscore ZN said Klein is gone. Mick just waves at us. How are you, Mick? Um, Keegan again then reckons we have too much cover uh, at right back. Uh, then Mick tells he's gone, in his opinion as well. Um, uh, Kev O'Sullivan reckons Klein should be looking to leave along with Origi and Lalana and even Matip. Um, just, I want to just touch on um, Origi. Uh, and I'm just doing it because I've just seen his name pop up there. This wasn't a question that came in. Um, He's gone. Oh yeah, yeah. I I had this thought the other day. Can you? Can anyone see a forward player coming in here in, in, in January? And I'll put it, I'll tell you why I'm asking. Uh, there's all this business with storage, which we're not going to get into, but you know it's it's well documented. You have a Rigi that looks like he, may, he he's on the way out. There's a couple of clubs circling him, and Liverpool are actually trying to get rid of him. And then you have uh, uh, Solanke who. Last season was their backup. Uh, Origi's out on loan, and then Solanke's not getting a look in. Do you think 
there might be room for an attacking kind of centre forward that we could bring in in January, maybe, or maybe even the summer. Um, Marty, I'll come to you first. Is it a possibility? I certainly think, yeah. Um, do I, I don't think we will. I don't think we do any business in January. Um, I think the only thing that we could do is if um, our hands forced a little bit with Pulisic, I think we might enter that bit in more. But um, unless something happens with Sturridge, I think he sticks. Um, I, I personally think we could do with someone to cover on the left. Um, I think we're quite reliant on Mane on that left. If he if he's injured, I don't really know who we'd put in there. Um I think again you could look at the ten, but again is Shakiri you know, made a good point for that role, probably. Um so I I think left left wing, maybe a backup striker, but Perch I, I think Klopp sticks and we look at addressing it in the summer, in my opinion. Okay, Matt, for you, um does it all hint because Origi and Solanke for me Origi's just not up to it and Solanke's just disappeared and I, like Marty said it could come down to the storage situation if that goes badly for storage and a ban is is imposed um, as as what's being talked about is it something that uh, Klopp might have to look at in the January he's probably looking at it for the summer and he might have to fast track this into January and see what he can do yeah I mean if he's got a player available um, I don't think it's down to him uh, whether it's January or summer Michael Edwards will try and get it done when, when he can get it done. If he if he needs the player, then yeah, that changes things. So Studge does get his ban. Uh, the other two just aren't anywhere near the level we need to be playing at. So we, I, I don't want to really include them in, in the squad. Uh, so the other, only other option is looking in the under-23s or going out and buying. I reckon we buy someone in, in January. I would like a wide, fast forward, a young one. Just because if one of our two are off, the only option you've got is to change the setup. Rather than just if someone's having a bad day and, and yeah. trying someone else's legs, you've got to change the setup to, to swap one of them out, which is an issue. So I would like someone similar to them who you could bring in, like a Pulisic or Dembele or whatever. But again, you look at them and they're going to be on 70, 80 million pound price tags, you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to start them. So you've got a headache there straight away. But I mean, from a fan's point of view, it's great. But from a manager, that can cause a lot of, uh, a lot of issues. Okay. Um, Grizz, you know, people are saying here, um, you know, you have Ryan Brewster that's gonna be looking to get some game time. Uh, you know, supposedly he's being promised some sort of game time, I think, when he comes back from injury. You have, uh, people saying if you do buy a striker, it enables you to drop Firmino back if they want to, because that's the way we try to play a little bit. Um, for you, anything in January with regards to striker? In your, like, I'm not asking you, have you heard anything off your mate that sells cars? What I'm, I'm saying is, have you, have you, have, in your own mind, is it, has it, has it tweaked with you that we might need to do something here? I, I don't think we. I don't think we do anything in terms of a striker. Um, again, the story situation may change that. Does it really change that though? Origi's definitely off. Um, as long as someone just gives us about twelve, thirty million, Origi's off. Even uh, the story situation, who was supposed to be our backup striker for the season. I don't know what kind of ban does he get. I mean, does anybody know? Was it, has there been any numbers thrown? Well, if you go, if you go, if you go on the Joey Barton one, I think Joey Barton ended up getting eighteen months. Um, yeah. So I don't think it'll be as severe as that. Well, even if it's not, nah. if it's not as severe and he gets yeah. a year ban, he's out of contract to Liverpool when it's over. If he gets a six month ban, yeah, he comes back. Months, he, yeah. If he gets six, six months, months, yeah. If he gets so, six I mean, months, look, he comes back with two months left on his Liverpool deal. 
look, Sturridge is in a precarious situation in terms of his Liverpool career. I mean, he's been in that precarious situation forever, it seems. But this is taken out. Yeah, this. I mean, this could be taken out of his hands and Klopp's hands now. So I still don't think. I mean, this is why we go back <laughs> to our initial question. The first question was with regards to Salah playing through the middle. I honestly think think that's his position. Are people got to get used to it? Loads of clamour for him to go out wide again. Blah blah blah. But I think it's going to be a, a sort of horses for courses type formations in terms of rotating Bobby and Salah as the number nine. I don't see us getting. Uh, 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 I, I, I don't rate Dominic Slanky myself at all, and I think you guys know that, you know. But apparently, the you know the team, the coaching staff at Liverpool do rate him and think very highly of him, along with, as you said, Rian Brewster. Now, does Rian Brewster, of a long injury, a young player, go straight into the first team squad? Does Klopp work like that? Nah. Even though he's talented and he loves him to bits. He thinks fucking highly of him, right? But I can't really see him to be relied upon. I still don't think we're going to go for a striker saying all that. So, uh, but I agree with uh, Matt the, and Marty as well to accept where, for me, the, the blatant apparent weakness in the squad is that left wing. I mean, we're very, we're very well covered in all positions in terms of one or two players covering that position, except for the Mane role. Except for the money, uh, um, uh, and, and the two players that we've linked with are coincidentally can play off the left, and, and, and majority of the time do play off the left. So, look again. It's a, anybody that says sitting in November, oh, we're definitely not buying in January, is talking utter trash. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't work like that. You can't just sit in January and say we're not buying anyone. End of. It doesn't work like that. It all happens, it all depends on players become available. If there's an opportunity, Klopp and Edwards will 100% go for it in January. That's 100% my belief. It all depends on other clubs, of course. It's the equation, isn't it? You have to have someone willing to sell or loan, as yeah. the case may be, and sometimes, you know, I think you'll be more looking to pre-contracts in January. But if an opportunity comes, I do think we definitely go for someone. Okay. Mick there says, um, Barton, Barton's ban was um, after numerous fo- numerous warnings. Uh, apparently. Yeah. Um, Kevin Sullivan's asking about Naby on the left. Uh, someone's asking about Manny on the right. Um, but I just a couple of names have been coming along here on the comments, and I have to because they're commenting. I have to ask them, right? So I, I'm going to put a couple of names. Just say, tell me yes or no if you think any of them might happen, right? Uh, Matt, I'll start with you. We have uh, Dembele. We've Pulisic. We've money in of uh, yes. Bill Bell. And who else come up there? I think that was it. Uh, we go with that. We go with uh, Moneyin, Pulisic, Dembele. Can you see any of them happening, whether it be January or the summer, Matt? Yes or no? What's that first noise you made? <laughs> Which? Moneyin. Moneyin. Uh, Alright, cool. Uh, yeah, we get one. Out of them three? Yeah, 100%. You're not giving me a name, no? Uh, <laughs> Pulisic. Pulisic, okay. Uh, Marty, uh, Money in, or Muna in, as he's known, or whatever he's known to his mates. Uh, Pulisic, Dembele. I've got him myself now. Uh, Is and, that a Bill Bow, lad? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think we get Pulisic. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. Grizz, I'm not saying them all again, you know the names. What do you yeah. reckon? 
Nah, me no, I don't know. That's an old link resurfaced for no reason, apparently. For no apparent reason. I liked, I liked him. I liked him five or six years ago. I thought he was on Yeah, he, but he's had a very bad injury. You know, dare I say it's very similar to one what Ox had. So, fingers crossed, he's not been the same player ever again. Uh, we'll probably come to Ox later on. But um, in terms of winger Dembele Pulisic, I think we get one of them. I okay. prefer Dembele. Yeah, no, um, uh, Dembele is your favourite, isn't he? I love him. Okay. I love him more than Matt. And that's saying something. No, you don't. Matthew. Okay. Uh, sorry, one more name. Uh, Rabio from PSG on a pre-contract is the last one that came in. Um, done. Done. Uh, that's all I need to know. We don't need to ask it too lads. Once Matt, <laughs> once Matt says done, it's done. That's how it works. Uh, who else have we got? What else have we got? Um, somebody asked, somebody asked about uh, Tom Cruise's relationship with Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Um, I don't know where that came from. I don't know what was, what happened with him. Did something happen? That's Marty section. Marty. Who? A showbiz representative of the Fatback 4. Um, what's going on with yeah, Tom they, Cruise and, and the Cole in, in that pop industry, Vanilla Ice, you must have oh, contacts in it. What's going on there? Yeah, yeah they, they both signed in the summer. Yeah. All right. Free contract. Yeah. Okay. All right. No problem. No problem. Um, what else do I want to speak about? I want to touch on this thing with your man Scudamore. Right? Um there's, there's a lot, no, 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 Grace, no. Grace, listen, if it gives us a chance that you don't give me an 11 minute answer, I'm all for it, right? <laughs> this thing, this thing about 5 million payoffs and, and, you know, golden handshakes and, you know, all given, the club giving this, from my understanding, the club aren't giving the money. I think it's coming from a central fund and they voted on whether it comes out with a central fund or not. But, Matt, is it a bit ridiculous for a fella to be paid that much over so many years and to give him 5 million bonus leaving? Or is it just, it's more in the public eye than other sectors will be, and, and this happens all the time. Ah, it's just FSG, isn't it? It's absolute robbing cunts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Is that it? No, uh, I don't think he should have got it. And listen, he's done, he's made every single one of our clubs a hell of a lot richer. That is unmistakable, but he's been paid very handsomely along the way to do that. So I, I think this is a load of shite. He should be putting that towards a charity straight away. You say thank you, pick a charity, some uh, or grassroots or something. The amount of 3G pitches you can build. I mean, I used to coach the uh, under-15s in West Kirby. No, you don't. And um, there's some of the pitches we had to play on, and the amount of days in the winter where we had to cancel a game because the pitch was unplayable. It was, it's ridiculous. We had we had seven weeks where we couldn't get a game. Because of the mm. pitches, yeah. it, to pour up a few 3G pitches for for uh, people to play on, it's for the it's for the greater good of the the league. Uh, if you think in 20 years down the line, but yeah, he, he shouldn't take that. He's a like, bell with uh, like something along the lines, Matt, where he they go to, you know, they pick. I don't know how much a 4G pitch costs for England's sake. It costs. Hundred grand. A hundred grand, right? So you get fifty of them for five million. Yeah. Yeah. So. It, it, if he was to say, or the FA, or whoever, the Premier League, whatever, whoever he's working for, if they go and say, right, we've picked 50 locations around the country where we're going to build these 50 4G pitches, and we're going to put a plaque up outside them saying, donated by Scudamore. Would that not make his legacy a lot better, and it'd be a lot better on the on the public relations front, I suppose? Ah, it's, it's criminal that that has happened at the moment when grassroots football is is so publicly bad if you know what I mean everyone knows how bad it is and council pitches and we've had uh, council funding cut by the government so they've pulled that up 
things like football pitches. So at this time, it'll just ah, he doesn't need the money. Uh, it's, it's just greed. This it's just greed. Okay, uh, Grizz doesn't want to talk about this. He's very, um, he's very upset by it. So I leave him alone for this one. Um, Marty, for you, um, is there any sense in what they're doing here, or is it just like is this is this company practice all around the world? But this is just you know seen by so many people online and and so many football people that enough of them get upset about it and it it, it takes off. For me personally, I don't. I'm with Matt. You know, you, you take it, you say thanks, you give it to a charity, and everyone is happy, and, and it makes a lasting effect on on football football players, especially grassroots players. Is, is it for you, Marty? A ridiculous decision, a and b, the way they're doing it is ridiculous as well. Yeah, I, I can't get behind this at all, um, uh, Matt. Yeah, Matt sums a few points up really well. Um, you know, he, he has made. Um, you know, a lot of the clubs richer, you've seen, you know, teams like Palace, etc., just spending extortionate amounts of money. Does he deserve some recognition for what he's done? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it just stinks of, you know, putting money in a card and sending someone off. It's, you can't just go, you've done really well, here's five million. And I think the thing that, that's really pissing a lot of people off is he's not actually leaving the, the Premier League. He's, he's taken up another position yeah, uh, as um, a consultant, in, yeah. a consultant or something, you know, so he's not even actually leaving. Um, you know, for me, I think you look at it and you see, you know, a lot of the clubs, you know, we see it a lot with, with Liverpool, you know, fans and supporters coming from near and far to, to give to the food banks and, uh, like Matt said, the grassroots and, you know, and, and they're going to give 250 grand a piece to, to the, to this guy that has earned, what is it, 2.5 million pound a year and he's been with the Premier League nearly 20 years. I think his raised, his base salary was somewhere around 900,000, but then when you added in bonuses and different things, it, it came up between two and three million, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's just, it's just greed. It's just greed. You know, like I said, it, when it first broke out that it was happening, you know, apparently the guy said, Oh, you know, I'm really shocked. I didn't know this was happening. And he thought, okay, you know, fair enough. And then he went, oh, I'm going to accept it. No, he's just, he's, he's just a, he's just a bell. You know, you give it, Give it out to the club individually, like I said, build grassroots, you know, sort out the facilities, the pitches, give it to the food banks, you know, do anything, don't keep it. Even if he gave half of it away, but he's keeping the lot. It's just, I can't get behind it, but I'm with Grizz on this one. It just winds me up even talking about it, to be honest. Okay. Um, no, I just thought we'd touch on it because it's been the, the story of the week, really. Um, lads, anything else you would like to speak about? Grizz, anything else you'd like to speak about? Apart from that, okay. we're back here. Oh. No, I think there's someone asking about. Ox and sort of how much we've missed him and mm. you know is he? I stick by my uh, my earlier claim that Ox will be back this season. Yeah, he looked. Um, you know, there was videos, no there was videos of him there the other day, and he, he seems to be you know working well. But there's a lot from you know kicking balls with your left foot to, to running and turning and chasing and and, and passing. There's yeah. a lot of more work to go into it. I'm not too pushed if he's back before the end of the season, Matt. I think we've all kind of made our bed with and made peace with the fact that he's out for the season. And if it means that he's out for the season and he gets a full pre-season under his belt for next season, I think that's probably the safer route to go. Would you he was agree on with in, that? Uh, where was he? he was on Instagram yesterday, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. And he said he wanted to get a few games at the end of the season. Mm. He, he just, even though he won't be up to speed, it will just help him with the pre-season. So if he gets like comes in for three or four even just late appearances you know when we're 4-0 up against United or something to bring him on <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think he'll be back earlier. I, I really do. I think what, what Klopp's done is good management. He's, he's taken all the pressure off him. Mm-hmm. Uh, get yeah. back when you're ready. I think he'll be back before. He's a strong young lad. Okay. Um, he, yeah, he's a fit lad. He'll recover quickly. Great. Uh, Marty, uh, um, uh, Keegan here says, uh, I think it was Keegan said it, he, he's saying that uh, Ox won't be the same when he comes back. Um, it's happened to a lot of players that have had this injury that they come back and they're kind of a half a yard off it or, you know, they don't have that burst that they used to have. Are you confident enough with the right, with the right rehabilitation, I suppose, he can come back and be as fit and as strong as he was before? Um, cruciate ligament, roll of a dice really, it depends. Um, you know, I'm not going to pretend I'm a, you know, an expert in this. I don't know. I, I don't think. I'm an expert. I, don't think. I am as well. So am I. <laughs> I've actually I, done I, I both cruciates on both knees, so I can say. After my, I had my left one. I went back You're to playing rugby. You're a fart in a <laughs> That's what you can say. <laughs> no, I, I done the left one when I was younger, and I went back uh, and played uh, rugby, football, everything. And I've never had a single bother about it. And I was just as fast. I didn't lose any speed. I we done the right we one. Fast, we were fast to start with. I was rapid, mate. Yeah. I got faster after the knee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I done my right one, and that's it. I've never been able to play sport. I've never been able to sprint a full pelt again. And I think they were exact same injury. It is just luck of the draw. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Was it a posterior cruciate ligament? Is that what he's got? Is it? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. ACL. I, not, not sure. okay. no, I think I it's a PCL. I, 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 I mean, was a uni. I, I, right I, yeah, I, I, I hope so. I hope he comes back because I, I don't think we realised how influential he was until he wasn't playing. Um, you know, you could see he was obviously he was brilliant on the pitch, but we've missed him so much. So I, I really pray he comes back fit, healthy, the same ox we had before, um, and he can tear it up because he was really starting to hit some form. Yeah, and Perry Edwards gets some good uh, photos up on Instagram when, he, when she's happy with him, doesn't she? Mm. I like her. <laughs> I, I like I like the Liverpool. Um, do you like her as much girlfriend. as you, do you like? Do you, li- do you like her as much as you like Julian Anderson back in the day, though? <sighs> Don't get me excited here. Oh. <laughs> um, now I, I do like all the new Liverpool Instagram girls we've got going on. Yeah, being those misses. But where would they rank with Julian Anderson? Is what I'm asking. That's what the people yeah, want to know. No, but that, that's not fair because obviously they're, they're young books. She's just like an old vintage. Isn't yeah, she? but back in the day, she was young, young enough. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, That's like, I, I don't know. I, I don't that, think anything could with pull that, off the long trench coat. And the total neck on her and the long trench coat. Yeah, no, no one could pull off the trench coat like <laughs> Nah, nobody can. Yeah. Gillian is fucking out on her own when it comes to the trench coat. Carol Wenger tried, but didn't work for him. So, um, what else have we got before we finish? Oh, I want to touch well, on... Can uh, I give my opinion on Ox, please? Oh, oh, go on then, go on. Now, just to let you know, we've only 10 minutes left and I want to get some more questions no in. No problem, I'm only so going to be three minutes. Okay, go on. We're going for a smoke. Maximum. But no, no, joking aside, look. <laughs> I really, really hope Ox comes back the same Ox we had. It, you know, um, people at the club said it was the worst injury they like you could possibly get as a young footballer, what he's got, you know. It was such a bad injury. As from a was it the same as Fakir's? No, worse, worse, worse. This was worse, man. But they're saying that, look... It was, a, I think it was a posterior, wasn't it? Not a cru- not cruciate. No, it was cruciate, man. Look, yeah, but it's posterior. Look, I, don't, I, don't, yeah, not, not posterior. I don't give a we're fuck what wrong is with his knee, right? Yeah. All I want to know is, Grizz, do you think he can come back as fit <laughs> and strong as he was before? <laughs> 
or are we dealing? Or are we dealing with a fucking player that's going to come back and he's lost 10, 15 percent, and he won't be able to keep up with this team? Yeah, you'll be back by Christmas. On, on a serious one, I'm not going to pretend to know the ins and outs of the sports science world, right? I just about know my chicken and chips. But listen, what I'm going to say to you is, I just hope and pray he is because. Listening and reading people's opinions who know about this kind of stuff, they're very, very dubious. Mm. Not my opinion, not my viewpoint, but people who <clears throat> are knowledge, like proper done studies in the in the in, in the medical world, you know, have have their doubts about whether he will have the same type of power, pace, strength, you know, that he had before. And f- just by hearing that, I wouldn't want even want to remotely risk his long-term career for a couple of games this season. As much as he will be dying to, I really, really would think long-term, and I think Klopp and the and the sports physio team will think long-term. And, you know, unless it's an absolute emergency, and, and if it's like sort of, you know, a, a nothing game against United, as Matt says, give him a couple of 20 minutes, look, a few 20 minutes near the end of the season. But I would really just focus and totally concentrate on pre-season and getting him back for next season. Fingers crossed, the, the old ox that we really, really miss. We miss him more than Buvach, by the way. Okay, I'm not getting into Buvach. He looks really, he I thought he looked really lean as well. Yeah, well, he's been, he seems to be walking since the injury, like fairly soon after the injury, he seemed to get back to some sort of rehabilitation. Do you know what, Marty? He's been, he's been doing pure cardio, and that's different. Have you not, I'm, you know, his legs look really... I thought you were going to say in your experience and, the, and, cardio, and cardio in the same sentence. I was going to do, I was going to say that. Yeah. You read my mind. And, and, then, and then you fucking but, stopped. But I stopped myself. But, 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 but he's been doing cardio non-stop, so the leanness is this, is, you know, in terms of body fat, you know, blah, 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 it's like near enough as good as Matt. But sort of in terms of the power and the strength and as, and as, and did you notice on that Instagram that, you know that video that's going about? where he says, whether someone asks him to, let's have a crossfire challenge. Mm. And he says, I can't kick with my right foot yet. Yeah. Now, that's an, a massive indication. We're in December near enough now, coming up to, and he can't kick with his right foot. Now, think about it. You're talking about playing in the most frenetic l- league in the world, and you can't kick with your right foot in December. No chance he comes back this season. Okay. November. For me, um, it, it, if if we're getting towards the end of the season and we're still in, Islamic, we're still Islamic calendar, we're still in a title challenge or we're, we're going for the Champions League again. I can't, I don't think you'll see Oxley Chamber. I think um, you know you might get them in a couple of games if they're kind of dead rubbers near the end of the season. You may do. Play him in Europa, but uh, play him in Europa. Matt reckons he's back by Christmas. He's playing against Newcastle on uh, the twenty sixth of December at Anfield, according to Matt. Um, couple of last things, right? Um, Oh, uh, Keegan says again it's ninety five percent psychological for Ox if he wants to be the same player. There may be a point in that. You know, a lot of players go on their their confidence in their body. I suppose if, if he if he can get it completely out of his head as to what the injury was and and plays the way he wants to play, you never know he could come back as strong. And we all hope he does. Uh, I just want the yes or no on this, right? Because it's being mentioned and mentioned and mentioned, and it's all because of Oxley Chamberlain and his knee and everything else. But Fekir, um yes or no? And I mean any time. This Christmas, the New Year, summer, anything. Fekir, yes or no, Ma? No. Good. Marty? No. Grizz? One word answer or context? One word answer. Yes. Yes, I'm going to go yes, which is as well. Um, and I think it happens in January. Um, last one. Uh, Holland seems to be good again, don't he? Have you watched yeah, Holland? Do you know... 
I've always, you know, I like I like Holland because when I used to play pro, right, back in 2013, <laughs> pro evil, yeah, pro evil, right. I used to love, <laughs> I used to love, I used to love being Holland, but more so classic Holland. Yeah. Oh wow! Whoops! There goes yeah. my his iPad. But yeah, the 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 classic Holland was what a team the classic Holland was. You had Rude Gullit, Van Basten, Rijkaard. That's your nickname. Ken, I mean, that team was phenomenal. A bit weak at the back, but you go all out attack with that team. Johan Naiskins, my God, what a player! Mm. Ronald Koeman at the back. He's a red. Everyone knows he's a red. What a team that, that, that uh, you had Van der Sar in goal. So I'm happy to see Holland back. It feels good when Holland are back. Okay. Um, yeah, do you look, um, do you look like they've got oh. their shit together again because they were awful for, for a good couple of years and just all over the place? Um, Matt, uh, Ryan Babel is still doing the business for them. Um, pre con- pre contract in January. I like him. Great player. Yeah. Could do a uh, oh. job for us. Yeah. Two job for us. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, um, I just thought I'd touch on Holland because, uh, like Grace said, they're one of the, the, I suppose for neutrals, they were always a good side to, to look at. Teams. And when they went to, to championships, yeah. the, the, you know, the colour and all orange in the stadium, it looked amazing. Um, but uh, it's good to see them back. I don't know if they're, they're winning games. I don't know if they've qualified for anything or they've won anything because this fucking Nations League is just, you know, I think an eight year old made this up in his bedroom one, one, one fucking weekend or something. It's all over the shop, but it's good to see them back, Marty, isn't it? Um, some good players there and, and, and it's a country that should be at the top of international football all the time. Yeah, it's criminal when they weren't qualifying for major tournaments. You know, the players were always there, but they kept playing people, you know, like Schneider, who was like, obviously got Babel, who's, you know, like 200, but they just, they, they, they kept messing about with the managers, didn't they? And, you know, Koeman's, now he ain't at Everton, he's a good manager. So he seems to be getting a tune out of them. You know, they've got young players coming through. Obviously, when you've got people like Van Dijk, it's always going to help because he's the best player in the world. So, yeah, it's good to see him back. Um, hopefully, they get to the next. Obviously, Euro's next, isn't it? So hopefully, they get in there and, and they get back to the top. Because I'm, I'm, I agree, I like Colin. I think, they're a, I think they're a good team, always had good teams. So, yeah, good to see him back. Good stuff. Right, we're going to leave it there. Um, that is... 58 minutes and Matt has to go to bed because uh, he has to get himself ready for next weekend that's how he works um, Chris <laughs> thanks a million yeah, you, that iPad lasted that iPad lasted 57 minutes which which is a new record uh, Matt thanks a million Marty thanks a million and just like to say thanks to LFC Online who this is an association with check them out online for all your Liverpool news and views thanks to Laboom for our intro music um, look out for the club will be back on Tuesday or Wednesday I think Wednesday and to be back reviewing the matches and the cop table will be back on Friday and we'll be back next Sunday hopefully talking about another win that's been the Fatback 4 have a good rest of your Sunday evening and have a good week and we'll talk to you soon over and out Tired of lying awake, tossing and turning, just hoping for a few hours of sleep? Get the sleep you crave with the one-of-a-kind Tempur-Pedic. Only Tempur-Pedic uses proprietary temper material that continuously adapts and responds to your body to relieve pressure, so you get deep, uninterrupted sleep all night, every night. The Tempur-Pedic Summer of Sleep starts now with all Tempur-Pedic mattresses on sale and savings up to $500 on adjustable sets. Learn more at TempurPedic.com. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what?
it's uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.